Hello guys, welcome to Cat-Tab Central and I am your host, Kat Kamunde. Last time we spoke about dealing with grief, especially during the pandemic. We have seen a lot of people pass away when or after falling ill. It could be things or illnesses related to COVID-19 or could be terminal illnesses or could be other things as well and natural deaths accidents and I remember mentioning that there's no right or wrong way to grieve we only need to be careful about how we approach it so that it's done in a healthy way that does not end up being disastrous or destructive to us I am all about wellness I am concerned about our wellness not only the physical but also the mental because if you're not well in the mind then you will also not be well in the body. So I mentioned that grief is just that natural response to losing something. So this is not necessarily only at death. It could be when you're going through a divorce. I would say, I'd give a very good example. I have a mobile phone I'm really attached to, you know, and it comes to a point when I have to let it go. I need to replace it with a new gadget or just it's not working as much as it used to before and I need to replace it. You begin having some sort of detachment issues with that gadget because it's something that just holds a lot of your memories. It's something you held close to or you hold close to. So that process of detaching yourself from it, doing without it, I would technically relate that to grief because we have attachments in our lives and we have people we love in our lives. So during divorce, um, during relationship breakups, uh, during the times when you go to hospital and probably you have been diagnosed with a terminal illness, cancer for example, and if it's breast cancer probably it gets to a point where maybe the doctors or the oncologist will suggest to have one breast removed if it's uh, cancerous, you know, if it poses a, a risk to your body and they suggest you take it out, that's also a form of grief because this is a part of your body now you probably will have to do without. Once it's taken out, you begin the process of grieving. When you lose a job that you probably did love a lot, you know, or you worked at it for years and you suddenly now have to deal or live without having to wake up and go to that particular office or your business, the loss of business as well. You've been uh, pregnant and suddenly um, you get a miscarriage. Once you lose that, then you begin the process of grieving. Retirement is something people look forward to excitedly, but then you have worked all your life and gotten a salary all your life and suddenly now you have to switch from this job to just doing something else entirely different which is not related to waking up and going to an office and you know you have to stay home half the time you begin the grieving process as well to detach yourself from that job or that responsibility that you had when you lose a pet when you lose friends when someone you or a friend that was close to you falls ill, you know? 
when you have friends that you're very close to that leave the country, travel abroad, and you know you're not going to be seeing them for a while, you know, it's not that you're losing them, but it's that dealing with that process of detaching yourself from the constant, um, you know, seeing them. Um, you have to now start getting accustomed to not doing without them, you know, or that thing or that person. Um, yeah, so all those things can take us through different processes of grief. And we, when, when, when those things happen to us, they trigger some sense of loss. Loss in the sense that you're just trying to grapple with the fact that I've had my partner here with me. She probably has have to leave the country and it's a far away country. Probably they're not going to be coming home as often as possible. Therefore, I really need to get accustomed to not seeing them often. Probably there might be other issues that will make communication almost impossible. So that sense of loss. So it's not only related to death. So the grieving process is complex. As I mentioned, it's an individual experience. And your personality and coping skills, uh, your experiences and faith will guide how you're able to maneuver through the process. I am not going to go through everything I discussed in the previous uh, process. But then I'd like to also remind you that grieving takes time. You don't just lose someone and then you grieve during the period you're planning a funeral and then by the time they're buried, you're okay. It takes a long time. I wouldn't want to put a specific tag on it, but then individually, people have different experiences. I think... I lo well, I lost my mother in 2008, um, um, and right now, one of the things I feel I have been able to accomplish is I'm able to talk about her, I'm able to remember her without feeling so miserable, without feeling so lost, without feeling so confused. I no longer feel angry or bitter, you know, and these things to me are a message that I am healing. Probably I'm not, but I mean, I am healing. I remember there were times I would never mentioned, I would never mention my mother's name without having to break down or just pause. Uh, similarly, I lost my sister about two years ago. I wouldn't say the same because the wound is still so fresh. My mother's wound is still so fresh. But I've had more than 10 years of just living my life without her being around. And I have just found a way to. It's not easy because the fact remains I do not have her around anymore. But with my sister's death, I feel like it just happened yesterday. So every time I talk about it, I'll just pause and think, oops, actually, she actually did die, you know. And sometimes I really... It gets, to, it gets me to a point where I feel like, oh gosh, you know, like, am I willing to start talking about it again? And I feel now like I'm beginning to tear up. But trust me, friends, these are processes um, that help us to grieve. I believe talking about something really sort of helps you to deal with them. There are people who grieve very differently, but 
being a talk person and I really am grateful to God for my mother because she brought us up in a way that we used to talk in our family. We weren't the people that would keep things under wraps or just, you know, cover them uh, and assume that they're going to get better. We are people that used to put things on the table and discuss them as a family. And I think that has really helped because through talking to you and through sharing my experiences with you, I believe I'm helping you heal and I am also healing. Trust me, every step on the way when I do this, I feel stronger. I feel encouraged. I feel, you know, I'm not alone. And there are a lot of other people going through the similar situations, similar experiences, and probably are not in a position that I am in now to talk about it. And do not worry, you are going to get there eventually. There are several myths um, about grieving, you know, the grieving process. And I'd like to just talk about some of them. Uh, the first one is uh, people, okay, assume that, you know, if you don't talk about it or, you know, if you ignore this feeling that you're feeling, then it's going to go away. One of the things I did when I lost my sister is I got back to work and uh, when I came back um, from Kenya to the place I live and work, I had to, I felt like I really needed a break. But then I felt I need to keep myself busy and distract my mind so that, you know, I don't go crazy because I thought I was just going to lose it. Um, but then I was like, I think when I just sit and think about it, it's going to even get worse because how will I deal when I'm just thinking about, oh, she's not here anymore, you know? You, you begin to pity yourself for not having that person. You begin to ask yourself questions. But then I felt, oh, probably I just need to keep myself busy so I don't think about it. But you actually do. When I reported to work, the first several months were difficult. I would find myself in situations where I would be serving a customer and suddenly I'm breaking down. I am literally having a mental shutdown, if I would call it that. And I would have to excuse myself or after finding a colleague that's going to help the customer or I'll just hold myself strong, deal with the customer. Then as soon as I'm done with them, I would rush to the washroom and I'd go there and cry and sob and cry, you know. And after a while, I realized I'm trying to avoid feeling this way. But then it's going to slowly catch up with me later. I decided to seek counseling. And I'm also going to share how that went because I wasn't, I never went through with it to the end. I started dealing with it one step at a time. I started allowing myself to cry whenever I felt I needed to. I had learned lessons from grieving those other people that were in my life. And I decided this was not the time for me to totally give up on my life. I had, I will not lie to you, I had. Many times I just slept and wished I never woke up. And this is reality. Like I'm not kidding you, this is serious. I would sit and pray that I'll just get a heart attack and collapse. Or I'd even be crossing the road and hoping that a car comes real fast and hits and kills me. That is how bad it was. 
So when I began talking to myself about the need for me to deal with this loss, it was particularly difficult. However, I was also glad that I was busy. So any time that I was interacting with my colleagues, with friends, with customers, my mind was totally distracted. So I would come home and prepare dinner and just prepare um stuff, prepare for the next day's uh, work, my uniform and stuff like that. So I would still set 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 aside some time for me to just have my thoughts to myself but one of the ways i decided to do it is just stay positive to not think negatively i would find myself thinking about now what's happening to her down there you know in the casket i kept wondering whether if we went home or if i went home and tried to ex- ex- exhume her body she would probably still be breathing there are those very crazy things that go through your mind when you think about a loved one when i'm just trying to detach myself from her there are those things i constantly think about but i began by just thinking on the positive side i wouldn't have wanted her to struggle i wouldn't have wanted to see her in and you know in oxygen in the oxygen machine you know and i just started to think about her like my bird like my little bird like you know a beautiful rainbow like an angel that's watching over me because she still is the people we lose are angels that now watch over us all the time. So for me that worked, but it was very difficult for me to get to a point where I now have to start honoring her memory by remembering those exciting and happy things about our times together, our conversations on the phone, our voice notes, our video chats. I decided to focus on those things that would put a smile on my face. and that wasn't easy so, so <coughs> excuse me ignoring the pain will not make it go away sooner rather than later it just ends up catching up with you and when you have a relapse especially after trying to conceal the feeling of or the grief it can send you straight down it can kill you you know so that's a myth that is actually i don't know it's <laughs> I'd, i'd say it's superficial it's not something i believe in but then it takes one going through the experience to just notice that when you the more you ignore the feeling the more it hits you every time you remember you know the other myth is um you know be strong you know be strong for you know fulani be strong for the other person be strong so that so and so doesn't see you breaking down you know i think this is a myth in certain aspects especially when you have younger siblings what i did during my mother's time was actually i'd say brave but then when it got me to a point where i felt like now i was going to die because what i did was i decided to conceal what i felt so that my siblings are able to 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 see that i am strong but what i forgot was that i had a journey to go i had a cut journey to undertake so i focused more on 
what my siblings were going through dealing with the loss of our mother and then I forgot about me and this is something that people do a lot of the times and it's understandable when you're around your siblings you know some of the members of your family can be weak they are very soft-hearted they are probably people who are really affected by things in a huge way so maybe when you're around them you want to just act strong i would tell you to just do this your way i wouldn't say don't cry or i wouldn't say cry even when they are there but it's important for us to realize that you that's a way of burying your personal grief and concentrating on other people which is noble and it's it's selfless but then at the end of the day do not forget you also need to undergo that journey yourself so the earlier you start the the earlier it will be easier for you to just be able to move on and um begin the healing process crying doesn't mean you're a weak person being vulnerable doesn't make you a bad person it doesn't make you a a weakling i'd say you know you do not need to protect those you love by putting a brave front and putting your feelings and your emotions on hold for them show the true feelings and heal together i think that works really really well then some people also feel like oh if so and so you know if like uh, if you lost someone and then uh during the process you're not able to cry it doesn't mean that you're not you're not how what would i say it doesn't mean you didn't care about that person it doesn't mean you you're not touched by the loss As I said before people grieve differently. There are people who find it really hard to cry and even when they do try to they're not able to. So when you when you see people crying, there are people who do not cry all the time. There are people whose response to that sadness and loss may not be necessarily crying. So let's not judge people that probably do not cry when they lose loved ones. It doesn't mean that person never meant anything to them. you know um and it doesn't mean they don't feel the pain as deeply as the ones that are crying you know we just have different ways of showing um or expressing that time there are people who probably are not able to cry in public but then when they are left alone to themselves you'll just find that they are just literally breaking down and you know shedding and just crying and just getting devastated and and we need to also respect those differences. I've had a couple of people say grief takes 2 years. Who said that? It took me more than 10 years for me to comfortably be able to talk about my mother without crying, without breaking down, without running to the washroom to just wash my face or just grab a you know a, a box of tissues and wipe my eyes you know and dry my tears those kind of things so i wouldn't say it takes 10 years neither does it take one month neither does it take one year i think it all depends there is no specific time frame when it comes to grieving how long it takes will differ from one person to the other. So I don't think it's right for people to just go, "No, give yourself at least 2 years, you're going to be okay." I don't think that's accurate. 
We grieve differently and depending on how we choose to navigate grief, then the times will differ from one person to the other. And then um, I used to feel like when you when you lose someone and you and you're moving on with your life, then it means, ah, okay, I've put that behind me. Not necessarily. But in my head, I'm thinking, this person that you loved wouldn't have wanted your life to be defined by their death. So they need you to continue your life. They would have wanted you to continue your life to become successful. And moving on means... um, you're willing to keep the memory of your loved one and still continue living life as is. Because when these people, when your loved ones were alive, they were not sitting or getting defined by the losses of others that have probably passed before them. You know, as we move through life, memories become integral they define who we are from losing the people that i loved i have learned so much that i'm here to share with you i of course do not absolutely know everything but i'm just sharing a bit of the tips that helped me to get by especially when i was going through those very challenging times of my life so you choose to keep the memory of your loved one and the happy memories and then you carry on with life. Because if you're having a job and you lose a loved one and you go finish with the burial ceremony, the funeral proceedings, eventually you have to get back to your usual life. If you sit there and wait for people to pay your bills, that's not going to be possible. One of the things that people have difficulty dealing with is, you see, when when uh, one dies and there's a lot of people milling around home to say or to give their apologies, their condolences, there's always people around home, you know, coming and going. At any given time, your home is just flooded with a lot of people who are just, you know, there to give you support. And then after the day of the funeral, everyone goes. You'll have probably other relatives or other friends or other few people left around for just a couple of days after that but there comes a time when everyone just is not there anymore so those people that you are relying on who are coming to i mean yeah because life has to be continued anyway it doesn't mean that those people didn't matter those people that left us didn't matter But it also means that life is a continuous cycle. We carry the good memories of those we loved with us, but then life ultimately has to continue. And I know sometimes when you're grieving, it's the most difficult thing to ever have to deal with. The fact that after this, I have to go back and keep working. Even when you've lost that person, still you're expected to, you still have your bills waiting for you. So do not let yourself be defined by the death of that person that you're grieving. Otherwise, then it's going to take longer for you to heal. It's going to get you into things like depression, which are totally unnecessary. And if you can avoid it, then choose to stick with the good memories. Choose to live a legacy that even those that left before you will be proud of.
that those angels looking above and watching over you or watching over us are going to be proud about in the end. I am not going to continue talking on and on and on and on, but I hope that this has been helpful for you. Just day before yesterday, another friend of ours lost her mother and it was a devastating time. And I'd like to just encourage those that have lost loved ones during this time. I pray that you get the peace and the comfort. God gives you the peace and comfort to endure the pain. And we are going to later be talking about things you shouldn't say or things or words that are probably inappropriate for you to tell someone who is grieving. Thank you very much for listening. Signing out, this is Kat Kamunde. <laughs>